Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, if you didn't know, the last two shows I've been talking about Chinese New Year and Valentine's Day as teasing it up. We always run out of time or I always forget to talk about it on the show. But now for this episode, this week is Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Mm -hmm. And then Valentine's Day is two days after that. So we can finally properly talk about it now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I've been just waiting for it to happen and it just hasn't happened. So now (laughs) today's the day. Let's do it. Yeah, two special holidays. So you got a two for one this week, guys. I hope for all you procrastinators, this is a warning because we're giving you what five five days notice for the lunar <laughs> right. year and seven days notice for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't know about you, Monica. I'm excited for Valentine's Day because it's the only time I can order dinner for two and eat them both myself. <laughs> It's um I'm not a big Valentine's Day person, but I, I get you. Like I'm up for Valentine's Day. That's a great time to get like a steak somewhere or some seafood. And definitely, you know, I love chocolate. So, you know, just right there is just it's perfect for me, regardless of like what I think about the holiday. It's been a while that someone has bought me a steak or <laughs> lobster. Aww. So Aww. <laughs> Someone send me something, please. For the love of God. My address is all over the internet for for everything that's been delivered to me. So you guys could easily find my address. Just someone send me a one pound lobster and a 24 ounce Wagyu ribeye. One pound lobster? (laughs) Yeah. You get like four ounces. Come on. One pound? (laughs) Dude. A pound. (laughs) Pound? I'm not advocating for a pound, but for our listeners out there, Nelson will be your Valentine. Send him a steak and lobster. And yes, his address is all over the internet, as is mine now. (laughs) As for Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year for all you politically corrects. I'm sorry. It's Chinese New Year to me, guys. (laughs) That's okay. It It works. It works. Let's go. (laughs) Monica, I've been doing my share. I've been to Chinatown twice in the last two weeks. (laughs) So... Yeah, Emerald City Eater says you're the mayor of Chinatown. <laughs> I'm okay with that designated nickname. That's an okay nickname for me. I I, I enjoy that nickname <laughs> way better than dumb podcaster. I don't know. I was like, I was like <laughs> Remember, Chinatown was the first place where you had somebody like literally like fanboy over you. I saw it. I've seen proof. <laughs> wow, that was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It's funny. <laughs> I saved that one. Bad. That was hilarious. I'm just sad I missed it in person. But yes, you've been to Chinatown twice in a week. Twice in a week. And speaking of Chinatown, Monica, Young Tea is having a pop up this Friday and Saturday. Young Tea is offering hot grass jelly and cold tofu pudding for pre order to all their customers. With these Taiwanese desserts, there will also be toppings including red bean paste taro and sweet potato balls, cooked taro, and sweet ginger syrup. Monica, this sounds just like the desserts I ate when I was in Taiwan a couple years ago, especially with the cold tofu pudding. Mm -hmm. And then you add it with the sweet, simple syrup or sweet ginger syrup. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. Of course, you can add those sweet potato balls and taro balls. It sounds delicious. And, you know, I mean, I haven't been to Chinatown in a long time because I've just been pretty much on the north end since November. But I've been wanting to try that hojicha latte from Yang Tea. It looks really good. 
Yeah, I got that last week. You know me, I'm a fruit tea guy. <laughs> a, a fruity guy. Ha ha ha. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I saw it on the window, the Hoji Cha Latte, and I had to try it because I wanted to try something new and actually really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, I love Hoji Cha. It just got really nice, smooth, nutty flavor. I love it. Signs that I am growing up and as an adult, I detested grass jelly when I was a kid. Obviously, it was black. It was disgusting. It was gooey. It was just it was like that thing is the what are those those blobs that you see in movies and like it encompasses you and all of a sudden it gets into you. That's like what grass which I thought as grass jelly <laughs> as a kid. But as an adult, I've grown to liking it and loving it, actually. If you add some condensed milk or some other things, like what Young Tea is offering, and mm. I actually like grass jelly. Tofu pudding has always been one of my favorites. One of the only Chinese desserts that I actually like. Mm. So you can pre-order either the grass jelly or tofu pudding separately for $5.99 or get the whole set for $11 on the Young Tea website. If you buy it the day of, you just go there, it'll be $6.50 each. Obviously, way more worthwhile to pre-order it. Totally. Yeah, no, you were mentioning earlier, Nelson, that it's Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. You know, a lot of different cultures celebrate the Lunar New Year and call it something different. And so one of the ones that I usually celebrate because I love Vietnamese food so much is Tet. And so I kind mm -hmm. of miss uh, celebrating this year because I'm just staying at home. But Tet in Seattle is actually having a restaurant week, and that's from February 12th through the 22nd. And some of the participating restaurants are Bamboo, Macadons, Sip House, Tamarind Tree, Go Poke, Mai's Kitchen, one of your faves, Terry's Kitchen, and Vinison Fall and Group. Look for that. I guess, you know, it's a pretty big deal and it's a great opportunity to support businesses. This Tet Restaurant Week is way better than the, the normal Seattle Restaurant Week. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm being real, you guys. I'm being real out here. You know why? Ouch. I would visit all of these places, Monica. You said Terry Rest right. Terry's Kitchen, nice. Venison Pho, Macadon, Sip House. Mm -hmm. I visit these places on the regular, so right. I would... <laughs> there come on guys <laughs> right so nelson's gonna be in the id all week this week too <laughs> sounds good yeah, sounds great welcome to the show everyone this is episode 126 if if i didn't say so already monica how are we doing are, are we are we okay after watching the big game can we say the sb word after <laughs> the fact though so. i don't know okay we still can't say it okay <laughs> big game it is <laughs> Uh, it was okay. You know, I slept through the first half and then I got up for the halftime show and then I did some food prep and um, did, did a whole bunch of stuff today. I was disappointed in a game because I don't, I'm not a big football person unless, you know, unless I'm in some in a fantasy league or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, I do like to see a good game for the Super Bowl. <laughs> for the big game. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Oh, green face puking emoji right there. Oh, almost missed it. Almost said the words. Anyhow, how was your celebration today? Celebration for one, mm -hmm. I think in past years, as as we talk about it, we usually record a little bit later because I have to get home from Super Bowl. Oh, whoa, whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> from the big game parties. This is so hard. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> It's very difficult exercise right now <laughs> from those parties because we hang out with friends and they make like chili. I bring, I don't know, Jollibee's or some something from Dim Sum King or whatever it is, right? Or I make something myself. And today it was just a banh mi and a fruit tea. <laughs> that was big game meal. <laughs> uh, well, hold up. I saw two huge banh mi's. <laughs> 
huge <laughs> bun me's like foot longs. They weren't foot longs. They were they were maybe eight inch longs. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. still, I'd, I'd rather have some chili. Yeah. Anyway. So this week, Monica, we have a couple recaps to tell you about, as well as our traditional what are we eating that we normally talk about on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and move on with that, shall we? Yes, let's do that. You want to get started? Yeah. This week, you and I picked up a bag full of delicious Asian frozen entrees, sides, and appetizers from Innovation. I kind of like that name. It's kind of <laughs> rolling off my tongue. At first, it was, it was like Innovation and Innovation. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Innovation is a local brand out of Seattle, and it's a great way for quick, easy meals. Monica, along with fun play settings, Innovation gave us Generoso's chicken, vegetable fried rice and pork pot stickers to try out these are all things i would definitely eat if these were options at chinese restaurants i'm telling you yeah i tried them and um, i really like them so i always keep some frozen food in my freezer just when i'm tired to cook and so i really like these i like the general so's chicken a lot because i baked it, it got really crispy and then got that really nice sauce that i like so um yeah and i definitely order these at chinese restaurants too i absolutely agree it's really a great thing to have in the freezer just sometimes you're just tired and Mm. or you had like a long day of work number one if i have a long day of work the last thing i want to do is cook up something and spend another 45 minutes or an hour of cooking something or two getting takeout and then i have to go out there to get the takeout and come back so it's easy to just have something in the freezer you can pop it in for me it was the air fryer i can just throw the jordan sauce chicken in the air fryer mm-hmm. and make it with along with the pot stickers mm-hmm. cook it up that way or you can just put it in the microwave or just anything that's quick and easy i think that's what's really good uh, i've still been thinking about that air fryer since you talked to me about it last week oh my gosh air fryer is life i'm uh, telling you i know just i need to get rid of some other things in my kitchen <laughs> but super jealous of it your son doesn't count getting rid of your son doesn't count monica so right. i know else. i know he'll be moving soon uh, <laughs> <something else. laughs> oh my goodness okay nelson we have another recap today i'm a big fan of chili oil and i'm always looking for different ones to try now that being said i don't often hype up chili oil on my feed but kari kari's chili crisp is totally worth it So I think, just think like chili oil with crunchy bits of garlic and a really smoky, spicy flavor. I'm loving it on everything. And I scooped it by the spoon into my mouth twice. I've never done that with chili oil. And so shout out to them for sending us the goods. Um, How are you loving it so far? It's like peanut butter, right, Monica? You're just (laughs) scooping it out from just putting it in your mouth. It's exactly like that exactly like that i just i can't get enough like mine is almost gone i've been trying to conserve it over the weekend but uh, (laughs) it's not going to make it for our listeners if you're interested in buying it they don't sell it online yet but if you go to the works the works sells it on their website and has nationwide shipping and um, i found a location near my house where i can get it so it's beast and cleaver so use their locator to find somewhere near you so when they sent it out to me they told me it's not to put it in any soups or any like wet fried rice or anything like that Mm-hmm. mostly on dry things and one of the interesting things they told me to put it on was ice cream monica mm-hmm. yeah i was knocked off <laughs> <laughs> knocked on knocked to the floor when they recommended ice cream i'm like okay i i will try it on vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. maybe put a scoop or two of 
Kari Kari on there and try it out. I have no idea this is going to be awkward, but I'm going to try it out and see <laughs> what it tastes like because they recommended ice cream. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Well, I think you'll like it, Nelson, because um, you kind of like savory flavors and the two of us like sweet ice creams are fine, but I, I definitely like different flavors in ice cream. So um, I'm going to try it too. I just don't have any vanilla in the house right now. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to try it on mint chocolate chip because I think that'd probably be inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, sounds pretty cool. Just the thought of garlic ice cream. That's just in my head. Oh, just yeah. Th- yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> it's really good. I hardly have any left. <laughs> Moving on, let's go to what are we eating, Monica? Mm-hmm. For me, the week started off visiting my favorite butcher shop in Issaquah at Fisher Meats. I'm not sure, Monica, who's more of a fan of meat sticks? You or... I don't know. I love me a good meat stick. (laughs) That's some of my secret eating, though. So that almost never makes it to my feed. But, um, you know, Nelson, because you've been hanging out with me for years. But there's a couple things I carry around in my purse. And one of them is bacon. And then there's Mm -hmm. also some meat sticks sometimes. (laughs) I get hangry. I mean, and, you know, nobody wants that. So I try to carry food around. So meat sticks are one of those things. So I don't know. I think we both love them equally. I'm definitely team pepperoni sticks over beef jerky. Mm-hmm. I, I'm that's for me. I always go to Fisher Meats for my pepperoni sticks and Lon Jaeger. It's always a treat for me. They also have a wide array of sausages that I like to pick up most of the time too. Meats from a butcher shop just always just hits so much better yeah. than, than going to the grocery store and picking out a cut of meat. I think it's always best. And Fisher Meats has some of the best pepperoni sticks out there. Mm, sounds really good. After that, I went and grabbed lunch takeout from Noodle Boat Thai Cuisine for some Pod Ki Mao. Lunch special was only $11.25, which comes out with soup and rice, Monica. Mm. This also passes through my brain. <laughs> but you always, <laughs> for some reason, I, I'm always mesmerized and like my mind is blown that you always get such a better deal when you get lunch versus dinner. I know it's Captain, <laughs> it's Captain Obvious, everyone. But... <laughs> it, it, that sounds like a really good deal. I can't remember the last time I've had a lunch for like eleven twenty-five. <laughs> They hand me a bag and I'm like, wow, it's so heavy. And then I open up as like, well, I get soup and rice. They did, I was like, no wonder they didn't ask me if I wanted rice or not, because it already came <laughs> with it. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Got to sell those lunch specials and got to get people in. <laughs> Later in the week, I went out to Seattle. I was near MLK Way and I had to stop by Canton Noodle House. I got the brisket, wonton, and soy gao lo mein. I call it a secret menu item, Monica, because you guys won't be able to see it on their menu. <laughs> this order this order is not quite on the menu. It's kind of oh, a secret cool. thing you order. It's not a secret thing. I just combined several things. <laughs> to do it. If people are looking for that, you'll have to just tell them what you want. Mm. Also, the owners of Canton Noodle House are the parents of Ronnie from the Chino Latina Way. Kind of neat. So you probably, if you want to go support a foodie fam, Go and mm-hmm. check out Canton Noodle House. Yeah, sounds good. I haven't been there in ages. It's really good. I was craving the lo mein with mm-hmm. wonton and soy gao. Oh, it's, I forgot how good it was because mm-hmm. it's been so long. Oh my goodness. Mm. Added it with a little bit of Mama Star chili oil. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's really good. Mm. Now I want it. <laughs> Since Cha Time is literally next door or a couple doors away from Canton Noodle House, I also got some Cha Time and plum honey drink. I always get suckered into buying the plum drink, Monica, because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, plum, as in like the fruit plum. No, it's the dry plum, but still sweetened. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste, but I wanted to try something different oh, than yeah. the normal fruit teas. Yeah. Hmm. 
I don't know. I don't like fruit teas that much. So I'm the milk tea person. You are the milk tea. I'm totally team fruit tea. I always you know, get lactose intolerant person should be the yeah. milk tea person. <laughs> the opposite. When Annie eats food, wants to go on a food crawl, you don't say no, right, Monica? You you have to say yes. Well, I go, but I don't always eat everything because it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But you say yes to everything. (laughs) It's been a while, so I had to oblige. We ventured out on Friday and we first started off at Coffeeholic for their Cinnamon Toast Crunch drink. I think it's a limited drink, Monica, but Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of Cinnamon Toast Crunch when I grew up eating it as a kid. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I can see that. Here's a pro tip. Emerald City Eater told me to get it less sweetened because it is extremely sweet, especially at mm-hmm. the bottom, because all that syrup is mm-hmm. at the bottom and it's kind of hard to mix it up because it's mm-hmm. it's it's a slush that comes okay. with a slush option. Yeah. If you do get it, ask for it to be a little bit less sweetened. It won't be <laughs> extremely, extremely sweet for you <laughs> and you won't crash afterwards. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Billiard Wong is only about two blocks away from Coffeeholic. I call it banh mi appetizers. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig it. This is just appetizers, guys. (laughs) We each ate half a banh mi, and I split a spam and egg. And as if we didn't have enough Vietnamese food, we also went to Pho Box Soup Shop and got pho in their outdoor-covered dining area. They also have indoor dining, so if you guys prefer to do that, you can do that as well. Some of us still prefer to do outdoor dining if there's mm-hmm. outdoor dining options, yeah. but their pho still hits the spot, especially the pho doc biet, which is all the meats pho. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. There need to be other and more restaurants that just has all, all the meats. meats. <laughs> so <it's easy> to- <laughs> I agree. All the meat, all the time. Like if we go to a burger joint, it's like, I want all the meats. Yeah. Give me the lamb, the bison, the beef, the pork, like whatever you got, throw it on there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like meatloaf, right? Meatloaf is a mix of three meats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I go to a Mediterranean restaurant, I just don't want chicken shawarma. I want the lamb shawarma, the chicken right. shawarma, the lamb kefta. I also want the, the meatballs. I want it all. Just can I get all the meats options? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Finally, as I mentioned, we ended up going to Chinatown. We ended up at Cow Cow because we all wanted some Chinese barbecue. Half pound barbecue pork, half pound roast pork for me. Also, as I mentioned, Monica, I went on a mini ID food crawl from last week because it was on a Sunday. Stopped by Dim Sum King. Man, I'm always so mesmerized. I've used mesmerized twice on the show, by the way. You can get <laughs> so much for under $20 here. Even $20 is, I felt like I overspent. And yeah. Got that much. <laughs> what I do when I go to Dim Sum King is I try to keep it under 10 because if I go over 10, I can't eat all the food. So that's ca- kind of how I measure how much food there is, like under $10. Oh, yeah. I had lunch, dinner, and then lunch. It was three <laughs> meals lot, yeah. for under $20. <laughs> it's, it's Which a... kind of defeats the purpose of having like dim sum by the piece for one person. <laughs> you <laughs> might as well just go order the basket of three from, from the dim sum restaurant. <laughs> hilarious i love that place i feel shameful telling our (laughs) listeners this because it's still the best deal anywhere in seattle in my opinion and if i tell too many people they're gonna start raising prices and i don't want well i want to support them but Mm -hmm. i want to kind of keep it to myself yeah no (laughs) they're not gonna raise prices they're they're still paying off that uh construction for that accident that happened there so you're doing good nelson encourage people to go there but i'm glad to see that there's people there and there was a line out the door and it was really nice yeah 
also managed to grab the last Queen Amon at Susu, along with an apple cinnamon pound cake. Katie and Phi make amazing desserts, and everyone already knows they're such a great addition to Chinatown. Mm -hmm. I love pound cake. Me too. I don't know if, how you guys fell in love with pound cake, but the first time I ever ate it was my, my parents bought the Sarah Lee pound cake in the frozen food section. I still love that. <laughs> I still eat that. Me That's too. That's still my favorite pound cake. Mm -hmm. And then Costco started selling the three packs of different pound cakes. And I was just like, what, what is this? <laughs> I bought that for myself. I didn't share any of the pound cake. There's three loaves that I ended up eating by myself. Wow. This apple cinnamon pound cake is absolutely amazing and oh the queen of mon monica between the queen of mon at susu and honore that you got for me was it last year or a couple of years ago mm -hmm. they are 1a and 1aa together yeah, yeah. they are yeah. really really good have you had the one at la rev and queen anne i have not there's a lot of that one's really good queen, there's a lot of queen of mons out there i'm, I'm glad now, now five years ago there was only two <laughs> places with queen of mon nobody knew what yeah. it was or how to say it Kojin Amon. Kaliga Magnum. Meanwhile, you just know how much I love pastries. So, you know, I just, I've been eating for a long time. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned, I got a hojicha latte from Young Tea, and that was my trip to Chinatown in honor of Chinese New Year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nelson. <laughs> but it all sounds fantastic, and I'm jealous because, yeah, I haven't been to Chinatown in, in, in forever. So um, I miss it. And so I'm living vicariously through you. I love seeing your stories. I love seeing what you eat, even if, you know, I'm like, who's going to eat all that? <laughs> still loving it maybe i'll create like the closed friends section and just do the secret <laughs> and just do the secret eating stories on there <laughs> secret eating i still haven't created a clo closed friends list so me either it's too hard to keep track of it's just i can't keep track of it and it's just like you guys are all my friends you're right. all my friends i want people to know what everything no uh, <laughs> it's just it is just too much to keep track of and yeah whatever i i don't care it's whatever i'm doing Maybe I should put the golf stuff in my close friends because people probably are sick of watching me show golf stuff. <laughs> Being at the at the range. At the range with, again. With, with your with your with your tea, your fruit tea. <laughs> Does this guy ever work? <laughs> so I know, that's what, what they're I'm asking. Thinking. I'm just like I'm busting my butt over here. Like, what's Nelson doing? I'm like, not working again? Oh, is it his lunch hour? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, Nelson, I thought I'd give you the gift of a short show today, but you ate as much as I usually do. So too bad. So sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of launching a big project at work, so I haven't been eating out much this week. I did do a few neighborhood spots that we've talked about before, like Central Market, Kazuki Ramen, Panda Express and Fa Tic Tac. Other than that, I've been living off Gemini meal replacement shakes from Unico Nutrition. I, I think about nutrition products the same way I do about chili oil. Like I'm usually not one to hype them up. I've tried so many protein powders and meal replacement shakes and collagen powders. It's, it's ridiculous. I've literally thrown them away when they taste bad. That's just a complete waste of money. Uh, Gemini, Gemini is something I'm definitely going to be using long after my partnership with them is over. Um, and it's vegan, Nelson, vegan protein. So nice. Yeah, getting my peas in get my peas in <laughs> aside from that the good people at oso negro baking company sent some south american alfajores to my house now alfajores is like butter cookies with dulce de leche in the middle and then you can like dip it in toppings or have toppings on it so they have a special seasonal flavor for february it's strawberry black sesame 
what's what's interesting about these is I've never had them before. The cookies are a little bit crumbly, which really works because the dolce de leche actually adds a really deep sweetness to it, and it helps to hold the cookie together. So I like that a lot. And my favorite so far is the peanut butter. So if you're looking to order, they deliver on Thursdays. So check it out. Alpha Horace. Alpha okay. Horace. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, job I mean, trying to pronounce that. I would right. never <laughs> said it that way. Right. So I love trying new things. So I kind of like it. Wonderful. Nelson, we have an interview mm. today with with one of your friends. Yes. Our interview today is with my friend, as Monica mentioned, Gracie Santos of Gracie's Pies. Gracie started baking pies during the pandemic, and now she is selling her pies at pop-ups. So she went from a pie food exchange with friends and family to bartering her pies with other businesses to now full-on pop-ups. This is crazy. You guys are going to want to listen to this interview. Here's our interview with Gracie Santos of Gracie's Pies. <laughs> Hey everyone, today I have on my good friend Gracie Santos of Gracie's Pies. Yes, hello. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, how are you? Doing great. So tell me before we get started, how did you go from making pies to deciding, wow, I can actually sell this? Yeah. Tell, Tell us how it all started. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, when lockdown started last year in March, I was bored out of my mind. And I was already doing this sort of pandemic meal exchange with my mom, my sister, my friend Jordan, where we were just sort of cooking for each other. And so I started baking because I had never really baked before. And I was like, let me try something new. Let me like try my hand at this. And I figured out that I'm like really passionate about baking. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trading with family and friends. You know, I started trading with other small businesses for their products. You know, I traded with my friend Joanne for a plant at the power plant. And I traded with Dough Baby, um, Kayla. She makes bread loaves and, and pizza and stuff. So it just started out with trading, like bartering. And then people started offering me money for pies. And I was like, wait, you want to buy one of my pies? Like, awesome. <laughs> like, yes, of course. I would love to bake for you. And then Dough Baby, you know, offered to do a collaboration with me. And that was my very first pop-up. And then uh, Rhea from Sankaku also invited me to do pop-ups with her. It just really grew from word of mouth. And then also, you know, Chrissy from Chrissy Ice Cream. We did a collaboration before I even started selling. So did you ever make pies before, like when you're younger? No. So this was the first time you actually made delve into pies. I had made a pie a few years ago. I made a sister pie. It's Mm -hmm. like half pecan, half pumpkin, because my sister really loves pecan and I really love pumpkin. So I call it sister pie. And I think I had made that. That was the first pie I ever made like three or four years ago. But it wasn't like a regular thing. It was just sort of like, I made this one pie and then that was it. (laughs) Like I didn't keep doing it until uh until lockdown so what was the first pie you made during quarantine during quarantine yes i think it was strawberry rhubarb okay because it was summertime so rhubarb Mm -hmm. was in season you know i have a lot of good friends who love that flavor so i did that and then i did banana cream pie because chrissy really loves banana cream and my sister really loves banana cream basically all these pies were like the first time i ever made them 
So you just dove right into it, just yeah. started making them. No, just trial and error. How much finagling did it take for you to perfect your recipes? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just trial and error. I think that normally, like the first time I make something, it turns out pretty good. I guess I'm just lucky. But then mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to continue to improve it. So then every next time I make it, you know, I, I make it a little bit better. I think I think with all these flavors, it's like, I've never made this before. I've never even seen anyone do this before. So let me just try it and then perfect it. Now, you told me a little bit about people who are just like, I want to pay for your pies. And you're, what was that ignition that started just like, I'm going to start hosting those pop-ups? Because it's really hard to just go from, I'm going to make pies for friends to now just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that leap. Yeah. What propelled you to that? I mean, it wasn't really like a clear cut decision. It was just friends of mine or people in the community were like, you should just try this, like do this pop up and people will come. And then I was like, okay, you know, let me go for it. You know, I'm totally flattered, you know, like I feel really grateful for all the support. So it was more just, yeah, let me just see where this goes. Cause it wasn't really my intention to turn this into a business. Mm -hmm. So for some of us that have never tried Gracie's pies, for a lot of our followers and a lot of our listeners, tell me some of what are your signature pies right now? I guess my very first signature pie was the Elvis Presley pie, which you've had okay. before. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that vanilla custard, peanut butter, whipped cream topped and also layers of banana and then topped with crispy bacon bits. And that's just kind of like a homage to Elvis Presley because he really liked mm -hmm. peanut butter and banana sandwiches, but also liked sandwiches with bacon and peanut butter and jelly. So I kind of like melded his interests together and made that pie and it, it really took off. But right now, the signature pies are the Girl Scout cookie-inspired pies. That idea was actually from our friend Brian, mm -hmm. our em Emerald City Eater. He suggested I do Girl Scout cookie-inspired pies, and then I was like, you know what? I should. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did. It's going to keep going until April because that's when Girl Scout cookie season ends. And are you doing the whole series? Because you sent me a sneak preview of Samoa's pie, too. Yeah. You tried the Samoa's pie, which is debuting this Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm only, I think I'm only going to do four, four or five of the cookies. Okay. Because I so don't, not all... I can't do all each and every one. Of them. Yeah, that's a, that's going to be a lot. That's good. That's like eight cookies in total or yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember how many Girl Scout cookies there are. So. Me neither, but I don't, I don't think I can do all of them, but I can do four or five of them. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, you were doing just apple and cherry. Yeah. Did you do a cherry pie? I can't no, remember if you did a cherry pie. I haven't done cherry pie okay. yet, but I am going to do that this summer. Okay. Um, so I started out with like apple, pumpkin, um, pecan, and ube. Will you be bringing those back or can people still order those? I will. So people can basically order whatever they want from me. Like okay. if they want a special order, I will make it for them. I will find a way and I will, I will make you whatever pie you want. So if I've made it before, I can make it again for you. It's just with every pop-up, I just feature two or three flavors. Mm -hmm. But with special orders, I can really do anything. So where are you popping up right now? So this weekend I'm doing Melrose Market again with Sankaku invited me back. And the owner of Marseille is, is hosting us. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm popping up Melrose Market, and then I'm gonna be at Distant Worlds Coffee House in the near future. We don't have a date set up yet. I know I'm coming back in May, but I might be back earlier. Yeah, but the the next one is Melrose Market. Let's talk about ingredients. Yes. I want to know, what are you playing with in the future? Like, what kind of ingredients do you want to experiment with? Maybe late spring in the summertime or even like even closer in the future after you finish your Girl Scout series? Yeah. So um, I'm really excited to do a, so it's like a key lime pie, but Mm. it's calamansi lime pie. Okay. Bringing in like a Filipino flavor. What I really want to do, like, I don't know if it's possible, but I want to do an ampalaya pie. And ampalaya is bitter melon. Oh. But I think it might be impossible, but I want to make it possible. So (laughs) bitter melon is very bold, Gracie. I know. I know. I want to do it so bad. I don't know how, but that's like a goal of mine is to make a sweet bitter melon pie. Yeah. I don't know if I can. I I I'm personally going to tell you this. I don't know if I can endorse this one um, because I know bitter melon in Chinese dishes are not my favorite dishes to order. <laughs> so I I hated I hated bitter melon as a kid, but as an adult, I I love bitter melon, and I just like I know Mel at Musong did like a candied bitter melon for uh-huh. her, her desserts, and I'm like. What if I took that and just like made a whole pie, a whole like sweet bitter melon pie? I don't know if it's possible. Again, I don't know. It's just like a, an idea of mine that I want to turn into re- a reality. Oh, challenge accepted. That'll be the first. That nobody else will do this. <laughs> we'll do it in Seattle. We know for sure. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Okay, I want to try this. I want to see if you can do it. <laughs> Bitter melon is like really, really on the bottom of my list in terms of foods in my order. But if you can make it happen, I am totally down. I'm not committing to it. It's just something I want to play with. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, since we are a foodie podcast, I always have to ask our guests, where are we eating? So I know you and I and Brian, and we've always gone out to places to eat before. Uh, Give me some of your favorite spots to eat around Seattle. Yeah, so I literally just got takeout from Off Alley. Uh, So it's this little restaurant in Columbia City. They used to have, they used to be a pop-up called Foul and Awful, where Mm -hmm. they do do like nose-to-tail cooking. And so they have like fried oyster sandwiches, fried rabbit sandwiches, all different kinds of soups pâtés, salads, like they're really great. So I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. I recently just went to a Musang Tino's pop-up. So Jeff from Filipino Food Seattle and uh, Anak Toy Company partnered up with Mel for Musang and they have Musang Tino's. And I had like the best Filipino spaghetti I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. (laughs) Better than Jollibee's. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jollibee. And I'm sorry, mom, but I I love this Filipino spaghetti. Um, So hopefully they come back soon. And then a new obsession of mine also is standard brewing near my house where we went to. They have amazing tacos. I love their lengua tacos. So yeah, those are a few of my favorites right now. Great. Yeah. Good list. I <laughs> other than standard brewing because we went to standard brewing recently. I've I haven't tried 
Well, I've tried Musong, so I know what that's all about. <laughs> so but I saw their burger. How was their burger there? At Musang Tino's? Yeah. Oh my God, the burger was fire. So good. <laughs> it was like, it was just so juicy and they have like a slaw on there. And I don't know, it's just, it's something that you can't miss. Okay. Yeah. I want to try off the alley because I'm I'm craving yeah, po' boys so now. Off alley, off alley, off alley. And uh, they took over the La Taranga spot in Columbia City on Rainier Avenue, mm-hmm. and they're it's just small. They only have a bar where you can sit. I mean, normally like non-COVID times, mm-hmm. uh, but right now it's all takeout, and they have pantry items. They have bottles of wine. So yeah, we should we should check it out. I mean, we'll go check it out. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. All right, Gracie. Last final questions. How can people pre-order your pies? Yeah. And also, where can we find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, on social media, my IG is Gracie's, but it's spelled funny. (laughs) (laughs) G-R-A-Y-S-E-A-S dot pies on IG. Mm -hmm. To pre-order, you can find me on Squarespace. So it's Mm -hmm. graciespies.squarespace.com. And then if you want to special order anything from me, you can just DM me on IG and I will get you all set up. Awesome, Gracie. <laughs> this is thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited for all your pop-ups. So it's thank good. I can't wait to try more of your pies. Yeah, to come. thank you so much for having me on. I love your podcast. And say hi to Monica for me. And that was our interview with Gracie Santos. Monica, during the interview, she mentioned experimenting with a bitter melon pie. That's very bold, Cotton. I don't know if people know that movie or not, but <laughs> it's a very bold car- move. Is that the cartoon with the bunny? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, I missed it then. I don't know that movie. <laughs> it's from Dodgeball. <laughs> J- Jason oh! Bateman was the commentator. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I've seen that. Bitter melon pie. Really interesting. I'm fascinated by this concept. You know, good on Gracie. I mean, I remember watching her stories and seeing her um, start baking at home, as a lot of people did. And Mm -hmm. the fact that she's doing something that probably makes her a lot more happy than most of our day jobs is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Bitter melon, not my cup of tea, I'm telling you. Chinese people just, I don't know, they really like to use it, but they don't mm-hmm. use it well. So no. I just, I'm just not a fan of it, but she's going to try to candy the binner mm-hmm. because she got an inspiration from Melissa Miranda at Musong. Cause they mm-hmm. have it, I guess on the menu, probably for a seasonal dessert dish. And I'm interested in trying it out. Mm-hmm. Her other pies are amazing. I love mm-hmm. her pecan pie. She has a girl scout cookie series too, as well. So mm-hmm. just make sure you follow her and check in for some updates. Mm, sounds awesome. Okay, Monica, we are into Lunar New Year and Valentine's Day, aka Single Awareness Day. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I don't have any other plans. I think just like everything else in 2020 and now the early part of 2021, it'll just be celebrated just by myself, which is totally fine with me. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, not planning anything big. Like I said, I'm not big on Valentine's Day anyway. So, I mean, aside from, you know, what I said before, steak, seafood, and chocolate you know deals looking for the deals (laughs) again everyone can look up my address and please send me if i get multiple steaks and ribeyes and multiple one pound lobsters i am more than happy to accept them guys yeah just because one person sends it doesn't mean that you don't have to send it as well (laughs) yes yes because nelson will graciously accept all offers of steak 
in seafood. <laughs> um, send me blue Tiffany boxes, though. You know, I mean, I don't want to be that bougie person, but let's face it, I am. <laughs> I'm a man of the people, Monica. I don't need blue boxes. I don't need the expensive Tiffany. Just send me a 24 ounce Wagyu ribeye. 24 ounces? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even eat 24 ounces of meat. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> 24 ounces and a pound of lobster. Who eats a pound of lobster? This guy. <laughs> that's a lot. Four ounce tail. Get a four ounce tail. Oh, that's, that's never enough. Never enough. It's very rich. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a wonderful Lunar New Year as well as Valentine's Day. If you're celebrating both or one or the other, yeah, stay safe out there. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at SeattleFoodiePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.